Oh my god, hi! Welcome to episode two of Joe's Sinking Ship. So excited for this week's episode. Um, to everyone who tuned into last week's episode, which, since I'm recording these very out of order, and it's chaotic like me, at least for the first probably seven or eight episodes, um, last week's episode... If I chose to lead with this one, because it should have been episode one, it was the episode about psychics. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Really hysterical time in my life. Um, I wanted to give a shout out today also. If you've known me well, if you've been in my little close circle of people who I've been giving little breadcrumbs and updates of this podcast since I've been keeping it so under wraps and so secret for so long, I went through about 35 names while deciding, you know, what I really wanted to call this podcast. And every time I went through one, it was a whole thing. It was either taken a hundred times, it was copyrighted, there was something going on. And then I thought to myself, my life is chaotic and kind of messy sometimes and hysterical. And even though it's gotten a lot more, I would say, stable and adult, it's still crazy, hectic, something crazy happens all the time. And my lovely sister, Marissa, shout out, because you deserve this, came up with Joe's Sinking Ship. We went back and forth for about, I want to say two, three hours, um, texting one day. And I was like, I'm like, to my sisters, we have a group chat. It's called Gene Pool. So funny. Um, and me, Marissa, and Gab were just brainstorming names. And Marissa was like, coming up with all these hysterical ones. And shout out to her, very focused individual, comes up with great ideas. So after about an hour, we. She finally said this one. And I think we first said sinking on Joe's ship. And then it was something else with an anchor. And we just really went through it. But we came up with Joe's sinking ship. And not we. Her. So credit to you, miss. Thanks so much. And yes, my sister's nickname is Miss. It's been Miss since we were little. Because I couldn't say Marissa as a child. Which is hysterical. Um, and a, a little hint for a future episode. Yes, I couldn't learn how to say Marissa for a long time. And I also took four years learn how to tie my shoes. That's my funny little fact for the week. But to get started with this week's episode, I'm so excited for this one, actually. I love this one, and this is one of my favorite things about myself, and I didn't even, like, register it for a really long time because I, like, I don't know. I love talking to people publicly, like, new people. I really, like, don't shy away from talking to, like, new people at a bar, like, on the plane, on the train. I'm one of those really annoying people that, like, will talk to you the entire time on the plane if you sit next to me, and yeah, sometimes there's not many of us anymore, especially nowadays, because people are so involved with their phones, I'm not saying I'm not, because I really am, but, you know... I really am one of those people you don't find a lot of us anymore, um, but when you do, we will talk your ear off for hours and hours and hours, and I will know everything about your life. Like, we will be best friends by the end of that journey, and that's just how I am. I... I love people, and I love talking to people. I think there's something you can learn from every single person that you meet. I really think there is. I think... Everyone has a story, everyone has a lesson, everyone's made a mistake, everyone's had a success, everyone's won something, everyone's lost something. It's always just something different, and it's never boring. And it's so funny, because everyone always comes up to me and they say, 
oh my god, like, you know, when you were younger, were you always just outgoing? All those things. I was like, well, I was always a little crazy. I was always very, like, high energy of really high energy. I've always been really high energy. But I haven't always been the most, like, let's talk to random people until I got older. Until you know, college and really after. And I just really started to love to meet new people. It, I don't know. Something happened within me. But I love this. And today I'm going to tell three stories that focus on um, from random travels over my little short life as I approach being 25. Oh my God, that's so gross. Um... But the first story I want to tell, and the theme of these is, like, love, separation, loss, moving on. And I think these stories really embody different stages of people, you know, in different phases of life. And just... There's, you know, there's divorces in two of these stories. There's a breakup in one of these stories. They have a similar theme. It's all different um, women I've met on... The two of them were on the plane. One of them was on a train. And they're just interesting to me. And I think at the end, I'll go over, like, the lessons and my takeaways from them and, like, that sort of thing but I I they're just such great stories and I think there's so much to learn from them and my first one I want to tell I'm telling them in a word order too so this first one happened in the middle of the other two um because these all happened about I would say the first one was during college it was my junior year on the way back from a spring break trip the second one was on a train going to New York from Philly And then the third one is one flying back from my sister's 21st birthday in Austin. And yeah, it's definitely an intriguing order, but there's lots to learn. Let's start in the middle of these. Okay. This one's kind of my favorite one because I'll tell it at the end, but... I was flying back from my sister's 21st birthday. Let me just discuss my first plane experience and why I was so stressed coming back. Um, Coming back. So, I literally, like, flew there from Philly. I flew from Philly to Chicago and then Chicago to um, Austin. My sister went to school in Austin. And I, quite literally, no joke... Um, I really had the greatest experience on the way there. That's sarcastic. I, on my first flight, was fine. I landed, and I was like, we got a pregame. I got a pregame. Like, we're going to, like, be drinking right to get there. Keep in mind, it's, like, 9 a.m., like, central time. Like, whatever. I got two mimosas while I'm waiting for my flight. Our first flight got there really early. And, obviously, it's flying through Chicago. Philly's not the most direct flight anywhere airport unless you fly, like, American, because that's it's their hub. But I saw United. And that's why I was in Chicago, because Chicago's one of their, one of their big hubs. But I get these mimosas. My flight landed early. Shocking, because that never happens. And I go to board my second flight. I felt a little buzz. I, like, needed it. The, it was not that long of a flight. I want to say it was, like, three hours to get from Chicago to Austin. Um, I get on the plane. And I'm sitting next to this man who 
clearly wasn't feeling well. And this is so during, like, COVID times where, like, everyone was wearing a mask. And I was, like, you know, that's fine. Like, we needed to do that. And, you know, so good to wear a mask if you want to. And I was just ready to, like, take a little rest on the plane, like, prepare myself after the two mimosas for what I was going to land into for the weekend of festivities for my sister's birthday. And we're going through the flight. It's all good. It's fine. I'm existing. And it's, like, a good way through the flight. The person... So this man was sitting next to me in the, um... Like, in the middle seat, of, and I was next to the window. I love window seats. I always pay extra for window seats or use my mouse or I just choose. Fun fact, you can literally just go on the seat, like, changer in most airlines apps. And a lot of times, like, there's people just, like, don't know they can do that. So they don't choose a seat, but you can do that. Anyway, there was a really nice, like, woman, like, probably in her, like, 30s, like, right at the end of the aisle, uh, at the aisle seat in our row. So we both got up to go to the bathroom. This guy got up to the bathroom. I was like, okay, like, I have to pee, too. Like, let's just, like, go, um, go to the bathroom. So I get up. He goes to, you know, the bathroom, and I go to the bathroom, and I was done first, so I went back to my seat, which worked out perfectly, like, window seat, whatever. And like I had mentioned, this was still during COVID where you still had to wear a mask all the time, unless you were, like, in the, if you were eating and drinking, it was when you had to, like, take a sip to put the mask back on, take a sip, put the mask back on, like, on and off, that kind of thing. So this man comes back to his seat. And to this day, I can't even believe this is real. And thank God for this flight attendant, because I don't know, I would have had a mental breakdown. I kind of looked like this man. Let me preface this also. So he comes back to the seat. And... He's not wearing his mask. And I'm like, okay, that's not good. But, like, I mean, I wasn't going to say anything. Like, this is, like... I, I don't know. I just... It, it, everyone else is wearing one, whatever. I knew the flight attendant would probably say something. So she comes around and she's like, sir, like, you were... She saw him when, when he went to, ba- to the back to the bathroom. And she goes, sir, where's your mask? You were just wearing it. And he goes, oh, you know, I, like... You know, I had to use it. She goes, what What do you mean? She And then he just goes, oh, like, there's, there's no toilet paper left in that bathroom. And she goes... Sir, what? And then she goes, oh, actually, oh, I understand. And she goes, you could have, she goes, you you could have asked for more toilet paper. We had some. That's okay. We have some extra, like, in the back here if there was no more left in the bathroom. Because there's supposed to be extra. I think there's, like, a cabinet in there usually that you can, like, pull some out of. He's like, yeah, I didn't really think about that. It was just, I wouldn't have been able to get up. And it just, I was really, like, on the verge of, I'm hearing this. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm going to scream because I was like so like and he's like screaming this to this guy had a loud voice so if I didn't go you know what sir let me get you a mask whatever blah 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 and he turns to me he goes hey not my fault that there's there is no toilet paper left in the bathroom I had to do what I had to do and everyone is looking at me and I found this out after I got off the plane because the woman at the end of the aisle said to me, I thought he was your dad. Because this man could have been my dad. He was old enough and kind of looked like me, like I said. And I literally, the flight attendant knew he wasn't my dad. I guess she, like, had the roster and our last names were different, whatever. I think she knew. And I was looking at her in horror. I'm like, oh, my God. And everyone's staring at me and this man. I wanted to, like, 
cry. It was awful. So he puts the mask back on, and then he starts sleeping, snoring so loudly. I look at the flight attendant, and I'm like, can I please have a drink? She goes, oh, is that... She goes, sir, is that your father? I go, no. She goes, oh. All right, she goes, sweetie, it's okay. I'm going to give you a few free drinks because this has been a lot. I was, like, in shock. I was so uncomfortable. People def... I was... Oh, I was so uncomfortable. It was a whole thing. I got three free white claws out of it. Shout out to that flight attendant. I think her name was Janet, but I could be very wrong. But she was super nice. Um, that was great. So, three three white claws land. Had a great weekend celebrating my sister's um, 21st, which was awesome. And then, on the way back, my flight was through Houston. Houston to Philly. Um, from Austin to Houston. That's how it went. And... Me and this woman sat next to each other on the flight from Houston to Philly. And she was so nice. She had just gotten back from a work trip. And we just started talking at the beginning of the flight. Her personalities look the same as mine. We're like, we're going to talk to you. We're not going to stop. That's just how it's going to be and how it's going to go. And she literally, like, starts telling me, like, all these things. I was having, a like, a really tough, like, friendship situation at this time, and she tells me all about her life. She's like, you know, like, there's this guy I've been dating for, like, 10 years, but, like, we kind of were on a break, and it was his idea, but, like, I didn't want to do it, and now, like, he wants to get back together, and, like, I'm kind of moving on, and she was like, I was just on, I think she was, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, and if my journal notes are right, because this is Moleskin 1, I name my journals, by the way, for everyone listening, um, Moleskin 1 said, this is a quote for myself, she was a doctor that worked under another set of doctors at a hospital system, and what I wrote here, too, is she had just went on this trip for work, with her whole work crew and they were actually also in Austin and she hooked up with her boss and that happened and I was like oh wow okay so we got me and her get to talking more and she's like you know there's just so many more people out there she's like I I do really want to have kids but my biological clock is ticking and in my late 30s I don't know what to do I don't know if I should just settle down with someone or I don't know if I should settle I don't know what to do and I was like oh my god crazy like that's so much and whatever and she was like then she starts going into like how this guy that she was with before had like cheated on her with like multiple women and that's like why they like took a break from each other and he had a gambling problem and i said to like i said to her from my third party perspective also never being really in like that serious of a relationship myself i said to her so you're telling me like you really want to have kids you want your i mean i said to her you obviously want your kids to be treated right you want your kids to be raised in a, a good household would stable everything. Who doesn't want that for their kids, right? She goes, yeah, well, of course. Like, you know, like... She's like, I could see, like, a life with him and whatever. And I said to her, I was like... But don't you think, like, this man... Who, at this point, he... She said that he was a few a little few years older. I want to say it was three or four years. So he's in his, like, very late 30s, early 40s, from what my mind is remembering. And I said to her, you know... You seem like such a great person. I'm saying this as I've known her for quite literally like an hour and a half at the time because we're talking on the plane. And she says to me, thank you. And I go, but do you really want someone who is almost 
like, I don't want to say almost middle-aged, but, like, you're, you know, you're 40, almost, or you are 40, not sure still, and you're, he has a gambling problem, and he's cheated on you, and you want to set a good example for your, your kids, and keep in mind, I'm also a random person sitting on the plane, so I can imagine there was much worse that he did to her, that I don't think she told me, obviously, and again, I'm a still a random person playing her, but she said to me, um, that's so true, I never thought about it that way, and then she started crying, and I was like, oh my god, like, are you okay? She's like, you're so right, and she was like, my sister told me that recently, and I don't know what to do, she's like, I just feel like I'm not gonna find someone, and I was like, well... You did just, you know, have a fun time with your boss on your trip. I don't want to say boss. Maybe it wasn't her boss. Someone that she worked with. Whatever. And I said, you know, I'm sure you could find someone else. Like, you live right outside Philly, which is what she was telling me. You know, there's a lot of people that are looking for someone. And maybe you just haven't found your right person. So, that story happened. And then we talked about the rest of the plane. My favorite part about this one was... and. Everyone who knew me at the time will know this because it's so hysterical. But she she goes to me. She's like, oh, like, you know, let's keep in touch. So we exchange numbers. Keep in mind, we also had a... I was like, let's just have a few drinks on this flight back. It was late night flight. I was going right to bed when I got back anyway. It was a Monday night. And she was like, great idea. She actually was so sweet since, I mean, I was young, you know, I'm still pretty young, but she bought me my drinks. We had some, uh, some wine, some white wine, and it was just great. I love white wine, by the way, my favorite thing, but she literally kept texting me for probably eight months after. It's so funny. Why, why I said at the beginning of this episode, like how I was hoping I chose the psychic psychic episode first was because I, she, me and her talked about psychics during this conversation too, which is hysterical. She went to one on the phone every week. She paid $150 a week to, to see a psychic. And I'm thinking to myself now that maybe she should have been seeing a therapist, but you know, whatever floats your boat. So I literally like kind of in a way, I guess became sort of her random third party person. And I guess her psychic was too. But she would update me on her psychic calls every week. She would check in and she would tell me if she was talking to him again or if she was with someone else. And eventually after this, after like four or five months, she um, she did find someone else and she started dating them. And I was so excited for her. And we kind of stopped talking after that because how long can you talk to a random person you don't know? She called me a few times too, which was interesting. But very, very interesting. I think this woman had learned her worth. And I think that she had realized that, oh my God, like I can be with someone so much better. I want to, you know just like have a happy life do happy things i don't want to settle and i think at the time i needed to learn those lessons for myself too like just in terms of like different relationships i was having in my life and that sort of thing and like it was just a really just pivotal i think guess moment in her life for her and just an interesting random thing for me i mean this is the this talking to random people thing is very walk in the park for me it's my favorite thing to do but i you know it was a great great moment and experience and i'll transcend now into oh I love the word transcend isn't that such a fun word um into the next story which is also so fun and this is like connected in a way because 
this person that I'm going to tell you about, I think was at a different stage. And this is kind of where I think this woman would have ended up if she had stayed with that man originally. I'm really happy she didn't. But this is a, a great, this is one of my favorite ones. And whoever was on this plane with me, you will remember, because there it was me and three of my friends from college were on this plane back from Spain together in college. It was our junior year. We went on spring break to Barcelona. And... I was so tired from this trip. It was so fun. And I... <laughs> I literally... Um, I, I love planes. Like I said in my first episode. I was losing my mind because our flight had gotten um, delayed by hours and hours. And then I think it got cancelled. And we were able to get on another flight with a different airline flying back. Uh, we flew back into to JFK. And I got seated... And that, you know, there's that row between economy and business class that's, like, massively, like, gigantic with, like, a ton of legroom because, like, it's the first row there and, like, there's that wall in front of it. And we were on a a Boeing 777-200 and it was, uh, we were flying American and... It was just so comfy. This is when American was going through their whole, like, revamping everything. The U.S. Airways merger was ongoing, whatever, blah, 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 all that fun stuff. Um, but I get seated next to this lovely, 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 lovely woman who was from New York. Um, she was Spanish, though. Her family was from Spain. And so sweet. We immediately got to chatting. Keep in mind, I had slept for an hour the night before this flight. And this is, I think it was, what, I think it's a about a seven hour flight or so and me and this woman just start chatting and I loved her she had this awesome job in New York she went back and forth to New York and Spain for work um she was telling me all about her life and the first thing I got from her was how much she adored her son um she had one son with someone who she had recently gotten divorced from and she was really going through it but She's also one of those, like, like just one of those people, you know, who, like, you know how they feel on the inside, but she will never show you that she is, you know, having a moment of weakness or she's sad. Like, that's who this person was. And we were talking about cars she could buy. I love cars, too. So, topic of conversation. She's like, you know, I need a car in Manhattan. She's like, I know it's awful, but, like, she's like, I just see so many clients. I do so many things. And I sometimes have to go out to the suburbs, so I need to drive around. I was like, totally get it. Um, this is when Genesis was also just starting to become a brand. And... We are talking about those, and she was like, I've always been wanting to try new things. She's like, part of my business has been, you know, kind of like buying things from the underdog to sell and, you know, in stores and stuff and whatever. And I was like, yeah, like, really, they have really impressive products and different vehicles now and whatever. So that's part of the story, too. But she was telling me about her family, and their divorce had gotten finalized about a year or two before this. And... She said, you know, I fly back and forth. She's like, I see my son every weekend. He lives in Spain with his um, father. But when I'm there, he stays with me. She's like, I have a place there. And I was like, oh my God, this is so interesting. She's like, yeah, she's like, I really wish I could fly business every week. But she's like, you know, no matter how much money I make, you going back and forth every week, it's really expensive. I was like, I can imagine. It's crazy. So um, she's telling me all about her, you know, her son, her ex-husband. And she goes... You know, I had such a strong bond with him for a long time. We were partners. We really, you know, 
build something together. I think they were in business together is what she was telling me. And they really piggybacked off each other. They really built each other up. And she was telling me how they still work together a lot sometimes. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's really, you know, impressive. And really awesome that you're able to still do that. She's like, well, for a year I couldn't. She's like, I was very mad at him. And what she told me was, and relating back to my first story, was that he had cheated on her. They already had a kid. Um, They had gone through a rough patch. And, you know, she said, "I, I am not a person that forgives that. And she goes, I'm very forgiving, but I'm not forgiving when you betray me. And she said, I couldn't rebuild my trust with him. Um, I couldn't be with him after that. And she goes, I care about him so much still, but to this day, she said, I have not forgiven him for betraying me, but we have moved on and we work together well now. We have a son to raise. We take care of him. But she also said, I wanted to set a good example. And she said that her ex-husband was very open with her son, told him what he did, and it ended up being a learning lesson for their son. They're still great parents together, but... She said that she wanted to be strong for her son and show him, you know, what's the right thing to do in a situation like that, being honest and open and also being strong as a parent and having some self, like self-worth and self-confidence in those aspects and just, you know, being able to move forward and be strong and believe in yourself that you can be okay after something as, you know, traumatic as that is. And... I think the biggest lesson I took away from it is that sometimes things do take time to, you know, move forward and heal and become cordial and, like, even with a complicated, like, family situation like that, like, sometimes forgiveness just isn't, like, you don't always have to forgive. Like, you can move on and you can just, like... Yeah, like, you don't... But you can be okay with, like, what transpired and what went on. And that's the perfect segue to my final story, which I think is someone who was in another stage of life that, like, is very... Kind of after both of the people I, like, have already talked about in here. But this story is from last summer. I was heading to New York for a week to stay at... Rob's apartment. Shout out, Rob. Love you. Um, But I was sitting next to this woman when I got on the train in Philly, and she, you know, we just got to talking. And this was after um, all the COVID restrictions have been lifted, whatever, and all those things. And she was still wearing a mask. And, you know, I always carried one in case we were just still even after they lifted the band. So I put one on just out of respect because I thought that was a nice thing to do. And we got to talking, which was awesome, and I loved it, and just my usual, and she's like, oh, like, you know, where are you going, whatever, and blah, 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 and I was having a tough, tough go with a lot of things, and I left that moment, and me and her were talking, and she was in her 60s, her daughter, she had one daughter, had just moved to California full time. She lives she lived in Rhode Island and her ex-husband lived in lives in currently lives in, I guess still, California as well. And she um started telling me about, you know, their love story and how they met on a beach in California when they were 
um, in their early 20s and how they fell madly in love and they were together for about 15 years before they decided to have their their daughter uh, and she was in her she was in her late 30s when she when she had her and it was her, their only daughter they couldn't have another kid and it was really really interesting to me as she started telling the story just you know she loves her daughter that was the main thing and the way she talked about her ex-husband the way she was speaking about it was very you know in a way that she was still had so much care for him still and really wished the best for him and all these things this is not a cheating story they didn't cheat on each other this is more of a story about how they fell out of love and they weren't the right people and how they met really young and how she realized in that through their relationship that they really didn't have a lot in common they had different interests they wanted different things out of their lives and it was striking to me. He was someone who worked at a hedge fund and she was a nurse who really wanted who really, really wanted to hands on help people. She actually was coming from a women's march in Washington and in Washington DC. And she just tells telling me all about it, all about the things that she cares about and what she fights for every day and what she loves and what makes her passionate and it was never money it was never any of those things her husband liked those like you know liked money liked expensive things like different things than her and she said i like my little house in rhode island i'm there i'm happy you know i don't know if i'll ever find love again but she goes i have my friends i have my people my daughter comes and visits me often she loves it i want to say they lived or she lived by the beach in newport or somewhere around there, Rhode Island. I don't know Rhode Island super well, but she's telling me that, and she goes, I visit my daughter pretty often. She goes, I don't work as much as I used to just because, you know, she's in her 60s. She doesn't doesn't have to anymore. She doesn't want to. And she goes, I go to marches. She goes, I try to make an impact on the community. I do things that are pretty great um, that I really think will will help. But I, I thought that was awesome. I really was struck by that, but... She was telling me that when her and her ex-partner went separate ways, it took her years and years and years and years, even though, like I said, nothing bad had really happened, for her to really be okay seeing him you know, again and being okay with him. And, you know, what was so striking to me is that he has moved on with a new person but she was telling me how they're great friends now they talk on the phone at least once a week you know the her their daughter facetimes them together about things like they're a real family and it took she said it took about five years for her to be able to to do that because it was just hard and he moved on and she didn't move on you know she you know cares about him and loves him so much but you know different people different interests and it just took her time to really figure that out and it was so interesting to me that they're they're friends now they talk they visit each other he comes with the daughter sometimes to Rhode Island to say hi to visit um you know she was saying we sleep in separate bedrooms obviously because we're not together I was like no that you know makes sense obviously you're not together and she was telling me too like it was just you know yeah like one of those moments where you almost come full circle and the difference I think between the last two stories is like the relationship almost healed itself in terms of in terms of the fact there was you know really nothing talked about and there was never like no direct healing but over time it just kind of faded and 
it's all good now. And it's just, it is a really stark contrast to the other relationships. I think the one person I talked to on the plane back from Spain, I think she was in that spot where, you know, she's probably a few years behind where this person was and forgiving. And the other person just, you know, had to move on and different, different outcomes and different scenarios. And I think such interesting, like different stark contrasts in different relationships. I think it's so like crazy to me that it's always a different outcome like there's no when you're like talking about like friendships or like partners or anything like there's no book on how to deal with something that you're going through in that aspect like it's different for everyone people feel things differently people do things differently and I think my biggest takeaway from all these is that sometimes time is good sometimes time makes you realize that you know, this wasn't the best thing for you or whatever. And sometimes time's bad. Sometimes you need to address things head on. I think all these stories have different, like, outcomes and meanings and all those things. And I think it's also a really good lesson. And sometimes you'll never be okay with someone again. Like, the first story I told, that they will never be able to be in a room together again. He, She will never see him again. And that's totally, like, you know... Had to be, and thankfully they don't have kids, so that story's you know interesting and easy. The second story I told, she will, she's gonna get there, is where I think she'll be able to one day, you know, be able to be around everyone together and be happy, and the family will be able to enjoy things. And then that takes time, and that healing takes time. And this last one, it took time, and it did heal, and that's the way it ended. But every story has a different outcome. I think that no, no matter what situation you're in, no matter what anyone thinks they can tell you, it's never really about, like, how you, yourself, like, want things end. It's about what you feel. And it's about, like, what you need for for you to, you know, be better or get better or move on from something. And I think all these stories have stark, stark different endings and contrasts and different solutions and I think if a hundred of these stories I told because I actually think I might have those and I have them all in my journals but um you know there would be a different ending for all of them even if there was like the same situation between two people it's always going to end differently and there's always something different someone did or something different someone heard or something you know that happened behind someone's back or someone cheated on someone or that sort of thing like it just there's always some different thing or nothing happened or nothing happened and sometimes that's the acceptance is what takes time and I think my last story is the acceptance was taking time that it wasn't the right thing but they were together for I want to say what like 40 years total for the whole relationship almost which is like kind of crazy to even think about but yeah and any stage of life you're in you can start over and yeah interesting story but i think those are my biggest takeaways from those and they're these are like my like my these these three are my favorite to share um going into this podcast i thought they were like my favorite ones of just like different like life lessons and learning and just you know doing you and i hope you guys enjoyed them i hope you enjoyed my takeaways I will be having a follow-up to this episode later on just because there is um, more stories like this and more scenarios I can talk about and I'm going to because it's just interesting to hear about all the different 
I, I find it interesting hearing about the like the end of different situations that are similar or very similar, like the same almost. And I, I don't know. It's just always fun for me to, to hear it out. And yeah, so I'm excited to hear. But thanks for listening to episode two. And if you made it to the end of this, next week's episode is going to be awesome. I'm deciding between a few that I want to post right now. Um, and yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be great. Hope everyone has a great day. Website should be launching soon also. So thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed and I'll see you guys back here next week.